So, Colin Trevorrow got a writing credit for The Rise of Skywalker, which means the question for today is how much of his original script actually carried over into what we saw. I'm Ryan Walker, and I'm looking at the Rey and Kylo Ren storylines from these two movies today on episode 53 of Jump to Lightspeed. Welcome back, Star Wars friends. So, yes, I did read the script for Trevorrow's plan for Episode 9, which he called Duel of the Fates. And before I get into a little synopsis and start making the inevitable comparisons between this story and the story told in The Rise of Skywalker, I think it is important to point out a few things. First of all, we're not exactly comparing apples to apples here. On the one hand, we have a finished blockbuster motion picture event, and on the other hand, we have an early first, maybe second draft of a script for a movie that was never produced. It's more like comparing an apple to an orange seed or something. Uh, we, We can obviously see the potential for that seed to grow, but lots of things could happen between its sowing and and its growth and maturation into a full orange tree. The second thing to remember is that this is, in pretty much every sense of the word, a rough draft. This is not a final cut. This is what teachers might call a a sloppy copy or, or, or a proof of concept. Dialogue, events, action descriptions, they're mostly just placeholders and would get expanded and tweaked and have more nuance added later on. And are there typos? You better believe there are. So for both of these reasons, I feel that the the mocking and derisive comments that I'm seeing online from some content creators that, that I actually respect is really undeserved. But, but I think I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here. For today, let's just start to focus on the overall story told in Duel of the Fates. Now, There's a few main arcs in the script that, in typical Star Wars fashion, all intersect towards the climax of the film. The first and most obvious ones to discuss will be the stories of Rey and Kylo, the the two central figures of the sequel trilogy. Later on this week, I'll compare the stories told with Poe and Finn and some of the rest of the cast. So let's start with Kylo Ren. Just like in The Rise of Skywalker, Kylo's story in Duel of the Fates would have started on Mustafar, where he would also be looking for a Sith artifact. In this case, he'd be looking for a holocron. So he finds it, manages to access its contents, and learns that it's a set of instructions left by Palpatine for Vader to use in the very unlikely event that Luke manages to defeat the Emperor. It's basically Vader's role in Palpatine's big contingency plan that is long documented and and fleshed out in many of the novels and comics and video games that have come since 2014. But at some point, the Holocron is able to determine that it's not actually Vader who activated it, and it initiates a self-destruct sequence which horribly scars Kylo Ren even more than he already was. Kylo forgoes a back-to-treatment and instead, as many of the finest hospitals on Earth would probably prefer, uh, smelts Mandalorian iron onto the scars of his face. Beskar, I'm sure it would have been called, if the script survived to the end of the creative process. 
He seems to use the pain of the smelting to to draw himself even further down the dark path. Uh, He also remakes his helmet at around this time, but makes it even more frightening than its original incarnation. Anyways, he ends up on a planet called Remnicor, uh, because that was a planet mentioned in the Holocron before it blew itself up, and he seeks out the individual who supposedly trained Darth Plagueis. Not not Darth Tenebris, as as we learn in Legends. Here he's named as Tor Valum. On Remnicor, he learns how to absorb the life force of others and, and add it to his own to become even more powerful. Uh, he also, you know, kills Tor Valum by absorbing his life force to add to his own to become more powerful. He then travels to the planet Mortis, where, where Valum had suggested it was possible to learn how to control the universe through the Force, without armies, without stormtroopers, just one person controlling everything using the Force. And to show that it's actually something within Kylo's re- wheelhouse, uh, he actually manages to interrupt the, the Resistance plans that I'll talk about tomorrow from halfway across the galaxy. Which is, which is pretty crazy. Ray, meanwhile, has been acting as a friendly neighborhood force wielder, going where she's needed and inspiring hope in small communities. She's uh, protecting force-sensitive children, d- disrupting first-order supply lines, rescuing loath cats from trees, that kind of stuff. She's also being trained not by Leia, but by the force ghost of Luke, who coincidentally also tells her about the history of the planet Mortis. The short version of the story, which which was kind of related through the Clone Wars and, and Rebels, is that Mortis is a planet from where, before the time of the Jedi and the Sith, uh, two powerful godlike beings held the Force in balance. Luke pushes her to go to Mortis to confront Kylo, just, just like Yoda and Obi-Wan pushed him to confront Vader, and Rey resists this suggestion because... She doesn't want to kill Leia's son. She she still believes there's good in him. Eventually, though, she comes to realize that the only hope the Resistance has is for her to confront Kylo Ren uh, to either bring him back to the light or or to kill him. So, Rey goes to meet Kylo on Mortis. Tis a silly place. Um, and as they're following their own paths to destiny, they each experience visions. Uh, Ray of her abandonment on Jakku, Kylo of being the child of Han Solo. When they meet, obviously they have a little bit of small talk, because that's what the Jedi and Sith do before they fight to the death. They they, they have philosophical discussions. Uh, and during this chat, they both try to convince the other to, to change teams. We now learn that Ray's parents didn't actually sell her for beer money, but instead they were hiding her from Kylo Ren and Snoke, and that Kylo actually killed Ray's parents. That puts her over the edge. Uh, they duel, and it appears that Kylo defeats her. A few times, actually. The, the first time, he just leaves her lying and continues looking for the power he was seeking. But when he gets to where the power source should be, there, there's nothing there. Well... Okay, there, there is something there. It's the Force Ghost of Luke. Uh, Luke and Kylo fight each other for a while. Yes, you, you heard that right. And Rey also comes back to life right now to fight Kylo again. By this point, Kylo has figured out that Rey is actually the source of the power that he covets. 
And so he starts to absorb her life force just as he did with Tor Valum. Meanwhile, halfway across the galaxy, Leia senses that Rey is fading, and she reaches out in the force to try and talk some sense into her son. And she's successful. Kylo Ren softens, uh, allows the life force to flow back into Rey, but, but not just the life force that he stole from her, also his life force, because by absorbing it, 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 it became intertwined with his. Kylo Ren is no more. Uh, uh, ben dies, but not before revealing Rey's family's name. And, and it's not Rey Skywalker. It's it's not Rey Solo. It's not Rey Palpatine. It's Rey Solana. After the battle, she she must be spent because uh, she meets up with the Force ghosts of Luke, Yoda, and Obi Wan in some kind of astral plane of existence, and, and they talk her into returning to the physical world. Uh, Obi-Wan actually has the final words of this conversation. Uh, you are a Jedi, Rey Solana, but you will not be the last. The Jedi fade into the cosmic force. Rey returns to the land of the living. And that, my friends, is the story of Rey and Kylo, as Kylo and Trevorrow plan to tell it. Now, if you're like me, you might have heard the summary and thought to yourself that there were more than a few similarities between this story and the story in Episode Nine that many of us saw almost two months ago now. And this is really interesting to me. I distinctly remember hearing that when they were brought on, J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio were starting from scratch, and that nothing from the Trevorrow draft made it into The Rise of Skywalker. In fact, here, here's a quote I found today from an interview Terrio did with, with The Rap at the end of December. Here he's talking about why Terrio still has a story by credit on the film, despite leaving the creative team so early in production. Terrio says, We were both a little superstitious. We, we meaning um, Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams. Superstitious about starting with material that might lead us in a direction that's different than the one we might have gone in naturally. So we didn't begin with the previous script. There may have been certain elements that we used that had been in the original script, and we weren't aware of it. <laughs> certain elements that they weren't aware of? I just took you through a single story arc from the Trevorrow draft, and there's actually quite a bit that has significant parallels to what we saw in theaters. I mean, off the top of my head, we have Kylo's first appearance in this film being on Mustafar, looking for a Sith holocron. We have... The, the whole life force training thing. We have Leia reaching out during a critical point of a lightsaber duel to try and pull her son back from the dark. We have a hand Solo appearance in which the memory or vision tries to talk Kylo back to the light. And we have another wrinkle to the story of Rey's parentage from The Last Jedi in which she was being hidden from the big bad of the movie. And those aren't minor points in either version of the story. Those are significant story beats in both. I could buy the, the, the we weren't aware of it if it was just one of those beats, maybe two, but five? I mean, I, I think I have to call malarkey here. That's, that, that's way too much similarity to, to be uh, just a, a, a total coincidence. But what about you? What, what, what did you think of the Kylo Ren and Rey storylines from the Trevorrow script? 
uh, send me an email at jumptolightspeedpod at gmail.com to let me know, or a tweet at jump to lightspeed, or I keep forgetting to say this one, but uh, don't forget to like my Facebook page and send me a message there. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you use most. And please share this episode wherever you find it on the social medias. Thanks for listening, and until our paths cross, may the Force be with you.